0: Welcome to another episode of Sex, Love & Injectables. I am your host, Heather, and I am so glad to be here today. I... Monday is always a bit of a struggle, and I know everybody can relate, but this Monday is the Monday after Mercury Retrograde, number one. Number two, it's recording day, which is so exciting, especially whenever you have awesome guests. And today, I would like to introduce a guest. Robin Smith is with us. Hey, y'all. Hello. Nice to be here. I'm so, so glad to have you here because of what you do for a living and how much I need it. So it's kind of a selfish reason to have you on, but I also feel like the listeners are going to get a lot from listening to this episode just based on the 10 minutes that we talked before the show started or before we started recording. So
1: that's exciting. I hope so.
0: I think so. And then Mary's here. Hey, y'all. Hi. (laughs) Okay. So Robin, you are 50 and fabulous. Thank you. I'm so like before the show, I was like, so are you like <laughs> proud of 50 because I work in aesthetics and I have a lot of women that are very insecure about their age and very insecure about aging. And so one of the things that I like to bring up when a client comes in is that it's such a good opportunity to, to age another another year. And this is the pot calling the kettle black because I will be hyper-focused on my age and myself. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm not getting any younger. And this is at 34. So you can imagine that, you know, it's just, gonna, I have to talk it up. Otherwise, you know, it's just going to go downhill from here. So anyway, fabulous and 50. You've done so much in your life at this point, just based on our conversation. So tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're at, like what you're doing now, how you got there. And then we're just going to have a very candid conversation about what you do and how we can all benefit from
1: you. Okay. Well, first I want to say that 50, I hope everybody doesn't miss out on being 50, especially women, because the confidence that you get when you're 50 is like no other. You're like in the middle ground of being really young and, but you're not old and the confidence is so, so much better. Right. Um, I'm a success coach. So what I do is help business owners and people create the life that they deserve and desire. And I call it an audacious life. And um it just it looks different for everybody. It depends on, you know, what your business is, what you're trying to achieve, what you're what's working and what's not working. So I do really hands on and do an inventory of what your life and business look like and where you want to go, what you're struggling with, what's working. But I also include physical fitness in that I love that because you can't have any of those without being healthy right Are it's the, that
0: almost like working on that
1: inner and outer right because if you know you may have you may have a little bit of success for a while but if you're not focusing on being healthy and happy as well then that's not gonna you can't sustain it right so I, I became a success coach oh my gosh um there's so much. When we were talking early, it's almost exhausting to think
0: about <laughs> everything. Done. Yeah.
1: So I grew up in Fort Worth, born and raised in Fort Worth, Love and it. my family were bar owners. So we had multiple nightclubs. I read that, and I want to talk about that more too at some yeah. point. But keep going. And that Sorry. is of all the education that I've had, the bar business was. The best. I mean, I learned every everything I am is because I grew up in a bar, mm-hmm. and we had you know some small nightclubs and big, huge clubs, and like rocking out, jamming places, and some of the top earners in DFW. So it was a different way to grow up. It's very diverse, and it was good and it was bad. You know, I've, I saw a lot. I learned a lot. And I did that from the time I had my first job in the bar business when I was 12. Oh, wow. Wow. And this was before you, you know, had the internet and everything was online. So I came up with this cool, what we would call now as a spreadsheet to do inventory because that was my job in my family. And <laughs> right. I sold it to different bar owners. You know, yeah. Before, that's incredible. Trying to make some, some coin, you know. Look at you. And, um, so through that all my, my parents were wonderful, but they were also really big alcoholics. So I learned a lot there too, about just navigating through life, feeling like you're raising yourself Mm. and you know, it's so different to when I, when I talk about it, like my parents were smart, savvy, functioning alcoholics.
0: Like you would never tell that they struggled with that.
1: Well that yeah. I mean I people would know but it was right. just no it was so accepting in the environment that they right. were always in. And so the neglect was the biggest part of it. Right. The neglect and the verbal abuse. So that's that's what makes me so good at being a coach.
0: So I love that you can talk about a sorry shitty situation but then turn it around and show people how successful you are and how you can now contribute to other people's success, even though you were in an environment that wasn't the greatest. And we talked about that last week on the show where, you know, there's a lot of A lot of people want to try to use their background as their crutch in life and use it as an excuse as to why they can't succeed. And coming from somebody who I also grew up in a really struggling environment, but I'm so thankful for those experiences as crappy as they were, because I feel like such a stronger person. And I feel like I can also help other people that have gone through similar situations with my story, because it's almost like allowing them to understand that they're not alone. And so for you, I'm sure you get that with your job every day, which has to feel incredible because you probably get people in your office that don't they maybe gave up on everything they're mm-hmm. done. They don't know where else to go. And so they reach out to you and, you know, get to have this wonderful experience where they know that it, you know, they can come out of whatever they're in and not only that, but they can be successful. So tell me a little bit, cause you had mentioned that your upbringing was kind of rough. I know you'd mentioned your parents being, you know, functional alcoholics, what what else have you gone through like how did you get to where you are now?
1: Well, for when I left the bar business, my mom passed away and I had a few uh I just banged on the table too. I know. To. Ooh,
0: John already told us not to bang <laughs> on the table.
1: So, my mom got sick, lung cancer, she died of lung cancer and I still had one club left. So, in the midst of all of that, uh, this is probably for another time, but one of the clubs I own, one of my dear friends was shot and killed. uh, Another one was shot and he, I mean, he's dead now, but he lived through that. So in the club. Yeah. And it was, this was a, you know, white collar. It was just a random thing. So at that point I had a small, a young son and Mm -hmm. I was just, I I just couldn't go back. I was just, yeah, I can understand that. But I still had this club and I had my dad who was, you know, still an alcoholic and sick. Right. So, um, I moved to Weatherford and when my son, he's 23 now, when he started kindergarten and I thought, I'm just going to just see, you know, what I want to do. I've, I've been in this business for so long and I just, I love to work out. That's just my thing. Right. So I opened up a women's fitness studio in Weatherford and it was super successful, like overnight. I had no idea. That's awesome. And it was called Hot Mamas, Hot Mamas Fitness uh, for Women, a yeah, uh, top pole class. And that's the reason I did that. I love it. It's so hard. <laughs> is it? Yes. But the reason that I honestly, the, it was a marketing scheme on my part, a little West Texas town. And this was, oh, gosh, my son's 23 now. So he was like five or six when this happened. So to put pole fitness on the windows in Weatherford, Texas was Risky. Yeah. I love that. Got a lot of attention. Yeah. Anyway, it was super successful. And I and the one thing um, that I kept noticing, and this was all women, they would just really work so hard and spend so much money getting fit and healthy, and they weren't sustaining it. And right. it was driving me crazy. I mean, and I I was guilty of that several times, too. Like, you know, you do all this work and you get you feel good. You look good. You've spent a lot of I mean, fit, the fitness industry is a multi billion dollar yeah, industry. And so I just decided to start doing my own research about it mm-hmm. and asking questions like, you know, you're these are smart, educated successful women who really put in the time and effort. And I just wanted to know why. And it just was organic from there. I started, I took some classes on coaching and, you know, life coaching was a big thing coming up then. And I was kind of a little, you know, not feeling good about the life coach thing, because you can really get that confused with being a therapist, which right. I am not. I was going to
0: ask you what the difference was yeah. just between life coaching and
1: success coaching. Well, I chose to be a success coach because that is an umbrella of what I do. And life coaching okay. Life coaching is a personal development, right? And mine, I am, I'm an expert in business too. I'm just good at it. And I studied business in school and I didn't learn anything in school. I learned everything from owning my own businesses. and, And I've had a couple of businesses that were epic failures and some that were super successful And and that's how it happened from there. And I'm just uh, honestly, I'm good at it. And that's how it it. it just evolved. You know, there's not any better marketing tool than word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And that's how my business
0: got. Amen. I can. I mean, still to
1: this day, we have social media, we have all of that, but word of mouth is still everything. Biggest.
0: Everything. So, okay. So, what I'm gathering. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you're you're fitness business was geared towards women. Yes. So would you say that your primary clientele is women yes. in business, It's but also stay at home moms? Cause I read that on your website as yes, well. That's because,
1: a job. You know, I, I sucked at being a stay at home mom. Girl.
0: During Get, quarantine?
1: Mm-mm. Well, my son's grown now, but I mean, I just was not good at it. And yeah. I, you know, I I was divorced and a single mom. And then I met my current husband and he was just, you know, badass. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care. Stay home. Go to work. It doesn't yeah, matter. I love that. So I thought, I'll just try this stay at home <laughs> thing for a while. No, yeah. No, thank you. It sounds
0: like something that you want to do, it's right? It's
1: okay to say that your kids are assholes sometimes and oh that you gosh. need to get away from them. Thank yeah. you. And this is what I tell. We like to call them sassholes. Okay.
0: I guess it's a little bit more politically correct, but I mean, they are. They can be assholes.
1: Yes. But, well, I mean, <sighs> I raised my son and I can really be an asshole sometimes, <laughs> yeah. so why wouldn't he? Yeah. Right? What
0: would you expect? If, yeah. I can relate
1: to that. I. This is what I tell. I I coach a lot of Younger women who don't have kids and they don't want to have kids. And I say this with the, if my son listens to this, he knows I say it all the time. So kids are way overrated.
2: <laughs> I, I, I Freak. agree. Okay, so, so here's much. the
1: deal. Know, so here's, many ways. Once they're here, forget about it. Yeah. Like it's over. You don't love anything like that. Right. So it's over. Right. It is. It's yeah. never about you anymore. Ever again. You don't yeah. sleep the same. You don't, you know, have as much fun, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> different fun. It's just
0: they're, they're fun way overrated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: They're fun wreckers. They're body wreckers. <laughs> I love if my kids listen to this, which they shouldn't because it's explicit content. But if they do in like 20 years, I love my kids to tears, but I'm not going to lie. You guys can hate on me later, but I also have a 19 year old that I had when I was 15. And I often think about how, man, if I didn't start over, I'd be done a year ago. (laughs) I love y'all though. I love y'all though. I do love my kids, but you're right. You know? So if you have clients that come in that don't want kids, are you like, yeah,
1: Support. I'm like, listen. We've got to our our society has to quit bullying women into having kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. unless they want them, it's okay not to want kids. Mm-hmm. Because once they're here, forget about it. You, they take your heart, they stick it on their body, <laughs> and they wander around and bump into things. And yeah, you know. So I don't know why I got off on that, but the I stay don't know. At home, but I'm we glad you did. About oh, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my thing. I can agree you know, with that. I was that mom when summer got here. I was like, oh,
0: oh man, gosh. even spring break. Can't oh we God, just go to week? school
1: year round in, in Texas? I support uh, that. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> I miss the schedule and the structure. Well, they do, too. Yeah, I think. I mean, uh-huh. you know, I'm an expert, but I'm not a child psychologist.
0: <laughs> my kids, I preach this. My kids do better because I'm not a stay at home mom. So if I was ever judged by a stay at home mom. I would be like, do you feel like send your kids to my house for a day and see what they come back? We're both exhausted. Nobody learned anything like it's just not God did not gift me with the ability to stay at home. I don't have the patience. I don't think that it's learned. I think that, you know, unfortunately, some people are forced to stay Mm. at home, but my kids absolutely benefit from learning from somebody else I'm an awful teacher to children and that's I just, okay I got fired from a daycare <laughs> because I suck at it like who gets fired you. from a daycare because <laughs> tell, wait, you have to say why I you got like fired from why. the daycare yeah. Yeah, yeah I know I can't just leave you hanging like I got fired from a daycare can we not talk about that well, No, we have so, to. so essentially a I think he was 12 called me a bitch oh. and so I and was you got fired I got fired, of course, because everybody's a winner in America. God, I'm going to get so much hate for this. But he called me a bitch. And so, you know, you can't do punishment in daycare because I would have whooped that ass if it was my kid. Yeah. Uh, Because I do believe in spankings. And my 19-year-old is a better person because of it. And she has no PTSD from it. I got whooped as a child. I'm fine sometimes. (laughs) I'm fine. But anyway, so you, obviously I can't spank a child. That's not mine. Um, cause that would be on CNN. And I just don't like that exposure for myself, but I basically told him he had to write sentences. So he had what to sentence, write what sentence. I will not call miss Heather a bitch. <laughs> 20, 20 times. It wasn't even that much, <laughs> but he's like, I'm not going to anyway. So I got fired for that. And you know, that's okay. I, I learned that I'm not meant to stay at home.
1: I would love to know if that kid still remembers that. I, he, bet, he I bet he does. Yeah,
2: I bet he he's does. on some podcast out there talking about how this teacher this made me right. that I wouldn't call her a bit. And now all I call women. I got is her bitch. fired when yeah. I was 12.
0: Yeah. I got the most fired. So basically, you teach. Or, I'm sorry, you coach all walks of life, but primarily women. Yes. And
1: yeah, because I couldn't I wouldn't be able to coach a man either. But Although I do have some men trickling in because they're intrigued. OK, I like so that. I'm trying to figure out if how to incorporate that. But yes, my my uh, genre of clients are, are women, small business owners, women entrepreneurs, stay at home moms. So anybody that wants to be successful at whatever they're doing will benefit from having a coach because we, we can have it all. We can have it all. We just can't do it all. Right. So your, your
0: big thing that, and we talked about it a little bit before delegation.
1: Delegate or die.
0: Okay. See, I was going to say delegate to elevate, but delegate or die. I'm like, whew. because yeah, I do like, I am horrible. So selfishly we're I, to talk about my life. Sorry, guys. You guys, they hear it every week. They're like, we know your life story by now, but sorry. It also helps me to talk about it because it's traumatic. So at 21, I started my own business and I I think that I was a madame. I don't really know to this day, but I was a massage therapist and I had a building that had multiple offices in it that had questionable women in there. I don't know. But back then I thought it was a successful, like kind of a, they were paying their rent. They paid rent. Yeah. So I just felt like a landlord. But looking back, you know, that's when Backpage was really successful. And I mean, there was a girl that walked in with like real long hair extensions, like down to her butt, which I'm not judging because I also asked for that length of hair after my divorce but she also was wearing like really tall stilettos to this interview to rent a room and then it got i don't know if any of those things were clues but this is her name was glitter so i'm just at this point in my life thinking like maybe i was a pimp so that's that's how it started as a small business owner, when you say epic you quite fail, the
1: entrepreneur, well, right? I knew
0: how to get that money, so I just I was just missing baby powder is really it. Otherwise, I would have been a pimpette. But when you talk about having business failures, I think that that was the business failure because the salon next door had us. Investigated. And I was like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, we just, we, there's some, qu- somebody had a back page ad. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, that's enough of that. So I closed it up and then I went to just a single office where I operated by myself.
1: Um, I call that a learning curve. <laughs> <it's you know?
0: laughs> tragic events are actually learning yeah, opportunities. Exactly. So, you know, moving forward, then I got married. And, you know, when you're a female entrepreneur or just an entrepreneur in general, it's almost like when you go into business for yourself, you're jumping out of the airplane and the parachute might open or it might learn. not. But that's also a learning experience. You just got to learn how to fly on the way yeah. down. Yeah, and so yeah, that's that's, that's the same that I was thinking. I was like, "What?" But when I was married, it wasn't as risky because I felt like I had a fallback. I had, he had a net. I had a net to catch me, even though he wasn't the most supportive person. It had, a he, it. It yeah. the had a hole in yeah, it. It was still there. Had a hole in it. Yeah, it was still. It was like an air mattress that had a hole in it, but it was still. It was still going to catch you. It just wasn't comfortable to do, but you know, moving forward now that I'm divorced, I feel like I would benefit greatly from having a success coach because I don't have that fallback, but I'm still highly motivated. I still want to like conquer the world. I still have these big goals and big dreams, but then when I get home, I am dead tired.
1: Well, the first thing that I tell the women that I work with is if you, if this is just a hobby you're, you're going to be wasting my time and yours. Right. For sure. And I don't want you to spend your money on something that's, you know, not going to be sustainable. Right. So it's
0: got to be something that they're passionate about. And is so what you're we, saying. you
1: know, that's why I do a a free consultation to make sure that we're a good fit. And what, you know, what is it that you really want? And I will, you know, I just say it like, is this a hobby or are you serious?
0: Right. How many people do you get that come in that are like, eh, it's just kind of something that I think that I might like to, is that a clue that it's a hobby? If they're like, oh, I just want to try it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And really, I mean, I won't say I never, but I probably won't work with somebody because for two reasons. They're not, they're going to spend money and, and it's just a hobby. They can do it without me. And the other thing, it's my reputation. Yeah.
0: Those you're people, ethical.
1: Mm -hmm. Which is, yeah. And those people are also going to say, well, it didn't work for me. Right. You know, and I think that a lot of women, well, I don't think I know a lot of women use that, like, you know, that safety net to not really go after what they want to do.
0: Yeah, they just kind of like lukewarm the whole way. So well, that's what that, I
1: say is if it's not a hell yes, it's a hard no.
0: Yeah. You see, it gives me goosebumps when you say stuff like that because for me it's do or die. I want to build an empire. Mm-hmm. The problem is is strategically planning it so that I can do it because otherwise I feel like I just kind of stay afloat with all of the baskets that I have. Being and that's mom, where the
1: delegating comes in. <sighs> you have to if you're spending your time doing the things that you're not good at right. that you don't want to do that are busy work then you aren't spending your your time that's going that is going to make you money and build your empire
0: with that, I would like to announce uh that I have a need for a social media person that I just discovered I needed right now. If you're interested in doing all of my social media content, please reach out to me at injector underscore heather on my Instagram page. Please, thank you. Oh, see, I have. feel like I'm
1: I'm such a success coach. Right
0: I know. Now. You like I've already how good much work, do, heather. like how much do I
2: owe you right now?
0: <laughs> Is this our consult still?
2: Yeah. Okay, you're good. You're good. Okay, good. I'm ready. Can I can I have mine now? Yeah. <laughs> I've been mean, like dying over here, but I'm trying to be really good and not interrupt. It's a new thing for me. I'm <laughs> so proud of you. Ah! Oh. Anyways, okay, I mean, okay It's progress, ahead. right? It's, it's success coaching. It's, yeah. It's just her being in the room. I love it. <laughs> so hypothetically, if you had a situation where you didn't have that safety net and you opened a business and um, you invested your entire life savings and went all in, it was a hell yes all in and then you had a horrible person that came in and an investor that ended up uh, you know wiping it out so it an epic it. fail yeah epic fail but like a uncontrollable epic fail mm-hmm. and how do you how do you figure out how how to how do you mend recover
1: it? and well, the, how do you move forward the first thing i would do is say what did you learn from that and write it down okay and what worked. When it was working, what was working? Yeah. And then I would go into your finances. Like, you need to know what your numbers are and what you can do right now and what you can't do and what you need to cut out mm-hmm. in order to get back on both of your feet. Do you need to get a job, J-O-B, to bring in a little income, you know, it just, it would depend on what actually the situation is because everything matters when you have failed in a business like that, when it was out of your control, you've got to know exactly where you are before you can get back up.
0: I think I can speak for Mary on this because my situation is a little bit different. Mine's more just like, I try to, I want to do 10,000 things at once and be right. good at all of them. Mm-hmm. And even on the outside, I look like I have it together. And then at home I'll cry into my, <laughs> my Netflix coma. And I have food on my face from isolating all day. Cause it's either uh, one extreme to the next. I'm either rocking it or I'm in bed with ice cream, you know, all over my face. But it's, you know, again, it's fine. Sometimes my life is like herding cats through water, but the water is on fire, you know? mean
1: yeah, Everybody's life's like that. Yeah. So
0: I think like, so speaking for Mary, just because she's my best friend and I've seen her through this, you know, when I first met her, she had this very successful business that got kind of taken out from under her. And then it's almost like a PTSD where she hasn't. It's not almost, it's like straight she, up. You know. Yeah. I mean, she hasn't recovered to the point where she's kind of lost her identity.
1: And so emotionally. Yeah. You
0: know, in, okay. And I, and in, in all aspects. Yeah. yeah.
1: The first thing you got to do is let go of it. It's over. You got to let it go. You,
0: like not, write it on paper and burn it.
1: Everything has to be written down and you got to let it go because if, before you can start rebuilding a, I mean a tangible business and your life, mm-hmm. you've got to let it go. Yeah. And it's hard. It's easy to say, but until that happens, you're gonna be stuck right there. And somebody, whoever, whoever was responsible for that has still has control.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I think that's personal and professional yeah, too. Absolutely it is. Because also, <laughs> yeah, on another note, personally, I feel like people know how to trigger you. In professional and personal life, and so whenever they try to trigger you, and you respond or you react, that it doesn't that give them some kind of joy too. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Well, they absolutely know they still have control. If it's they garbage. if they want control, you know, if they've done that and and you're reacting to it, and it's still affecting how you lived your life, you mm-hmm. live your life. And yeah, you're letting them know. Yeah, you still I'm the puppet on your string. Yeah, baby. I still got
0: you. So, yeah, girl. Yeah, married 2.0. Damn. Um, the second half of 2020 is gonna be your year. I just feel it. Oh, absolutely. I feel it in my bones. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I feel like a lot of my de- my followers are male and female entrepreneurs because I have a lot of injectors on there, and I have a lot of like badass injectors. I've got uh Tox Josh that follows who's amazing. I have um uh, Dallas aesthetician who is amazing. There's several people that she's I oh, love her. That little baby angel. I love her. But but there's a lot of people that I, I think maybe can relate to this, but we all want to like conquer the world. We just 2020, like I'm just tired. Like I'll hit that three o'clock wall and I'm like, okay, I have so much on my to-do list. And I need to do it, but I have no motivation to do it. But for me, it's not a hobby. This is a way of life. And I think it's because my upbringing, like this, my struggle has led me to work as hard as I do because I don't want my kids to live a life like I did. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to live that life either. And so number one, boundaries. I've cut off people that are negative energies, just cut those energy ties. And number two, I need to learn to delegate the other problem with delegating that you could probably help people work through is looking at the numbers. I just bought a house. I want to renovate it. Cause I'm on this like badass. you know, I want to have the babe cave. Um,
1: I love that. All
0: right. I just, I feel like yeah. it's time. Cause I was waiting on a man to invite me into their mansion, you know, yeah. while I live in my rent house. I didn't want to have a commitment of a house, but build your own like, mansion. Right. I'm building my own thing. So, Hands down, shout hands down, out. hands down. So I guess for me, it's when you delegate, it costs more money and that can be scary as well. So you can, <laughs> i sorry, I did top. it, I did it. You can. I would have just owned that. <laughs> heavy while ago. So. <laughs> heavy. so I guess that's part of your success coaching too, is looking at financials and seeing how you can manage the delegation while also, you know, being financially
1: Yeah, because if you're building your empire and you're spending your money, let's say, for example, doing your laundry and cleaning your house for, you know, if you have several kids and you work out and you do all these things, you have a lot of laundry. If you're spending your time doing your laundry instead of what you could be doing, making money, is it worth, you know, what's your what's your worth in dollars per hour?
0: Literally people, I, I met, oh, damn. I met a serial entrepreneur. He was a man who mentioned if it's something that you don't like to do, it's worth it to delegate it. And like he has somebody that does his dishes every day. Like he has a, he basically has a, uh, how do you say all pair? Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. I was, I was, English is hard for me sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes. he's, he has a child and, you know, he's a live-in person that does the dishes and the laundry. And I'm like, I hate I just with passion doing laundry hate it it'll sit in my dryer for two weeks until I'm ready to wear it and then I will hit the button so that it will you know refresh so would you say that that's something that's feasible to delegate because I just at this point need permission that's
1: where you start I I really I'm going to text you next week and I know that you're going to have somebody doing your laundry
0: yeah I (laughs) Mary's laughing because the beginning of this show we had a code word for having sex, and it's to do the laundry.
2: Okay, so well, it's get two somebody burps. else, get somebody <laughs> else to pay somebody to do your laundry, to, so you can do more laundry. Obviously, I need to pay. Yes, I need. Yes, she's yes. also
1: taking interviews.
0: <laughs> I'm also taking interviews for people to do my laundry. All of the laundry. <laughs> yes. So anyway, okay, so when people come into your office, can you give us in a nutshell kind of what that looks like?
1: A lot of questions that I ask. and It's not me asking them personally. I'll send you an email that has a lot of questions on it. So it's basically just breaking down your life and business your financials and it starts from the bottom like the little things that we just talked about what can you delegate so that you can spend more time building your empire because right. your time should be spent on what you're good at and what is bringing you in money and joy and building what you're what you're working towards right and so it starts with just the foundation like where are you spending the time that you don't need to spend And everybody, everybody says, I can't afford it. But yes, you can.
0: That was the first thought that popped in my head is how can I afford it? Across the
1: board, everybody says, I can't afford it. But once we break down your numbers and you know exactly where every penny is going, you'll realize where you're bleeding money. Because if you're not looking at that every week, everybody you're bleeding money somewhere
0: you would i mean i can already tell you you would say well first of all cut out your favoring because i'm guilty of that and then you'd probably also say stop ordering amazon movies wait one more week you don't have to buy the 1999 movie
1: yeah that absolutely would say that yeah yeah
0: so So i'm gonna go ahead and think about that's
1: like a 100 bucks it's expensive and then it comes down to to you know you mentioned earlier about being motivated this is my take on that None of us are motivated. I don't believe that people are motivated. Mm -hmm. We create a habit. You know, Nike hit it right on the head. Just do it. You have to do it even when it sucks because it's always going to suck at some point.
0: So when I talk about building empires, what is that feeling that I get where it's just like fire if it's not
1: motivation? That's knowing what your success is going to bring. Okay. Okay. So maybe you call it motivation. Right. I call it knowing what your end game is. And there's never really going to be like a total end game because once you reach some, some type of success, whatever that looks like for you, then there's hopefully another thing, right? There's something else. Right. And, and also the reason that, you know, what keeps my job is. Just because you've decided also that you you're going in a certain direction doesn't mean that you're not allowed to pivot.
0: Right. That's true. So whenever people inquire about seeing you, what what does that look like? Do you do like, you know, a session? Is it like counseling where you do a session every week? Do you do, you know, just where they see you? I have packages. OK.
1: Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can do one and done, which is an hour. Four weeks. I, I have a year package, which is really what I, it, you know, push because right. it takes it takes time. And in the beginning, I, I, people inevitably are impatient. Like I had a session with you and I'm still doing the same thing. I still am sucking right now. How do I fix this?
0: <laughs> so whenever they get a, a package of a year, how often are they getting I see them once a week? Okay.
1: OK. It's no longer than an hour.
0: And then you'll get people that randomly text you and be like, Hey, I just ran into this situation. How do I handle it?
1: Yes. Yeah. And I also work with, um, business owners too. So I do like team because here's the thing. When you own a business and you have a team, if your team is not thriving in their own personal life, then they're not going to be thriving for you and you're in the business. The other part to that is they have to know the purpose of the business and why it exists.
0: Yeah. I think that that would be highly beneficial. So, uh, you guys already know this, but I have a side business called the brow teeny bar and skin boutique. And we just recently rebranded cause it was just time. I felt it in my heart of hearts. Cause we went through kind of a difficult transition, but I feel like I I take accountability for a lot of that because, you know, I wasn't taking the time to nurture, nurture those people because I do have a lot of different hats that I'm wearing right now. And so, you know, we rebranded that and, and I'm very excited about the changes that we're making, but I think that something that would be very beneficial would be to have, even though it's a small team, to have a small team meeting so that we can, because one of my people, expressed some uh, just frustration and stress and just being overwhelmed because I put her in a position where I basically um, decided to transition fully into injections. So I gave her my entire book of clientele to do eyebrows on. And, you know, at one point she's like, you gave me all this and just kind of left high and dry. And I was like, no, I gave you an opportunity to have, you know, six figure book of business and I gave you a lot of trust and responsibility. And the problem is I wasn't there with you. Like I should have been to nurture and, and try to, you know, basically teach you how I managed it. I basically, you know, she would figure that out. Yeah. And so I feel like at this point in her career, she is, she is ready, but it would be so beneficial for her to learn how to better manage that time and how I can be a better leader, given the, the, you know, small amount of time. I, I would love to be there 24 seven, but I just can't. But learning how to make that more, I guess, not financially better, but just, just better for everybody. I where think everybody's thriving where everybody is thriving. Exactly. So I'm going to text you my email so that I can just go ahead and get started. Cause I need this. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm very empathic. I can, you know, I, I have really good feelings of people. And, you know, when we were talking about Mercury retrograde, you're like, yeah, I'm a big believer in that, too. So I feel like you're, you're my person. And there's such good vibes. when. I, and that sounds so cheesy, but I just feel like everybody needs a Robin. And I don't think people talk about success coaching because I'll be honest. It's the first time that I heard it. I've always heard of life coaches. Right. And I was kind of I wasn't against life coaching, but every time I heard the word life coach, it triggered me. Back to my ex-husband being like, you should just use my life coach. My, li- You should use my life coach. Here, answer these life coach questions. And I'm like, shove- you can shove your life coach papers up your butthole right now. Like, I don't want your life coach. I'm fine. So it's kind of triggering. But, you know, as you explain what you do, and I just feel like it's so fitting for... Yeah, I don't like to be called a life coach. I won't do that. Yeah. That's
1: like somebody. It triggers me to. to, I've done a lot of therapy in my life. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it triggers me to go back to the trauma bonding. Right. You know, when Mm. you're just, which is, there's a time and a place for it, but a little bit of it goes a long way for me.
0: Right. (laughs)
2: Yeah. That's true.
0: I'm so excited to. I, I think we should do more shows because I think that your services and just talking about it would just motivate, not motivate. It would inspire people to reach out and use your services because I Thank don't you. see how people wouldn't benefit from this. And it's got to be like tax deductible. I would think.
1: I would think so too. I would you try. know, I just created, I became the person I was looking for.
0: Oh my god! Oh, damn. I just, that's beautiful. <laughs> like I, it, it really is. Oh, that, that hit. The positive, the positivity that you exude, and just you know, like I was mentioning before, I have so many people that sit in my chair that try to fix their life with Botox and filler. As silly as that sounds, they come to me, and that's why I ask, you know, are you going through anything? What's motive? I keep saying motivating, and now that motivating is good, I'm so aware of it now. But what what is what is the reason for you coming to see me? And a lot of times it's, they're going through a life event that's traumatic. And I have to then play the other role of therapist because, you know, you you should be in a healthy place to do injections. You shouldn't want to try to fix your life with Botox, even though I, I'm a firm believer that Botox is life changing. But you know, the reason I say that is because I have a lot of women that are going through these traumatic events. And I think it would be very, beneficial for people to well utilize it's like why, services. it's why you get
2: your hair done it's why you get botox and filler it's why you go to the gym and hire a, a personal trainer it's all about restoring your confidence and at the end of the day it's it's that that relationship is because people are needing to heal and they heal and then they gain that gain that confidence and that you were talking about her and the energy she exudes that's the one thing that you you own the room. Like it's a very confident. You are a very confident woman. I know that. And that about people, too. Feed, yeah, people feed, to... feed off of that.
0: And I love that yeah. you own it too. You're yeah. like, yeah, I am confident. Yeah, I am 50. Yeah, I am amazing. And you know, it's, you talked about meditation and yoga. Do you think that that is an important attributor to somebody's inner self as well? Yes.
1: And you can call it meditation. You can call it prayer. And spirituality is a big part of what I coach too, whatever that looks like for you, whether you're a Christian, Buddhist, whatever that is. I love that. that. That has to be a part of what you spend some of your time on daily. I love that. It's all a big package. A success coach is just adding to your team mm-hmm. of injectors, uh, your doctor, your personal trainer. It's just having somebody else right. on your team to help you get clear on what your, what your action steps are.
0: Yeah. Don, don't you think you need a Robin in your life?
1: hundred percent. I think everybody needs a Robin in their life.
0: I mean, I Good feel answer. better just listening to this. I feel like I'm on this.
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think I maybe have told you about four or five of these things too. In the past, uh, it's
0: different yeah. when
2: it's somebody else. Right. You know, yeah. of course. <laughs> it's of course. like your mom. Telling it's different you. when it's right. not you, John. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's okay. At least <laughs> yeah. you hear. I, I will always tell you, and then you can hear it from the actual professional.
0: Right. It's which different. Which is Robin. Yeah, it, she's a professional.
1: She is. I am not.
0: Well, and your your advice is always towards like my picker is off for guys. Like I'm a
1: bad picker. Hey, it's been a. F- f- couple of months since i've talked about your picker because i just figured there was no hope
0: well guess what i mean it's still bad
1: (laughs) well i know but i just was
0: so you need to raise
1: your expectations
0: A. oh wait has anybody ever told you that i think that they both have told me that that's
1: so weird Mm,
0: but Mm. i believe robin so thank you robin
1: thank you robin
0: (laughs) thank you robin (laughs) <laughs> um hey do you also do dating coaching where like if I if I'm like what about this guy can
2: you just feel we like you can do interviews yes yeah. wait this might Secret. be my newfound profession I love it I would love that like can you, you interview a- guys for girls absolutely oh my gosh that is It's amazing. like
1: interviewing your team for your job yeah <laughs> I love These it. are questions you should ask.
0: Can you imagine if, like, I go, okay, I'm gonna go on a date with you after you have an interview with my success coach, and then if they say yes, it's just gonna be like, okay, so we're here today to interview you for the position of being Heather's man. Can you? Because oh, update on my dating <laughs> disaster. I have not been dating much because I suck at it. But I did have one a while ago and I just didn't talk about it because I didn't think we we were on another one on the last couple of weeks. But I had a gentleman who I didn't text all day while I was at work. And I get this long text message where it's like, you know what? Forget it. I have so many women women coming to approach me, but I just thought that I'd give you a chance because I remember you I remember seeing you a long time ago and you hit on me a long time ago. And so I just thought that you'd be different, but obviously you're just not interested. And at that point I was just like, you're right. And I just left at that because obviously it was a couple of hours that I didn't text a person that I never met. It wasn't
1: even worth a reply. Right. Yep. Yeah.
0: I'm so bad at trolling people though. Like I'm like, and there's so much energy that I waste by responding to people. Truth. Right, yep. I feel like I've gotten a smallest no. little no. bit better. Uh, nope, nope, not in at
2: any point. Nope, Not a.
0: Well, maybe it's for content.
2: Mm. What <laughs> no. are we going to talk about? <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> I was literally looking at you, going, "That that text does not warrant any response." Like you are, you're, you're reaching. Did you're I reaching? respond? I don't even remember. I think it wasn't even anything. It was no.
0: Mary and I had Sunday yes. Funday, yeah, so yeah, it respond. was. <laughs> It was a lot.
2: You, you paid, told me you weren't going to respond, but then you responded. I and really then told did. Me that yeah.
0: you did. Oh, yeah. We paid her. We paid her oldest to watch the kids so that it was it was a mom. That's it a, was a great mom way best. to delegate. It was. So a, yeah.
2: Yeah. He may have burned the pizza, but it was a learning experience for it him. It was fine. Okay. It was great. It was totally fine. So anyway,
0: Robin, how can how can people find you to uh, inquire more about
1: your services? Robinsmithhq.com.
0: And you also have an Instagram. Do you like people following your Insta?
1: Yes, Robin Smith HQ.
0: I love it. Well, <laughs> I would love the opportunity to have you come on again at some point. I, I feel it. like it would be I, it was absolutely my pleasure. I'm so glad that you had the time to come on. Um guys If you have not looked into Success Coach, at least look at her website. And obviously, her consultations are complimentary. Sorry in advance because you might get flooded. Uh, But take advantage of this wonderful opportunity to, what it sounds like, have a better, more functional, happy, balanced life is what I'm gathering. Yes. Yes. All right. So what's next to come on Sex, Love & Injectables? We don't know because it's a shit show, so nothing's planned, but I think Tony Green's going to come on at some point, maybe next week, so we can talk to one of my favorite gay men in Fort Worth, and you know, if you hear me talk about dating is bad in Fort Worth, just wait until we talk about when you're a gay man dating in Fort Worth because it is a lot smaller of a community, and so I can only imagine, but he is one of the most fabulous men that I have ever met in my my entire life. So I am looking forward to sharing him with you guys. If you're not following me on Instagram, please make sure you do so at injector underscore Heather. Please also make sure that you go on iTunes and leave me a review. Bad or good. I'll read both and try to do better for you guys. Anyway, I look forward to speaking with you again next week on sex, love and injectables. See you next Tuesday.
1: Thanks. (laughs)